All right, then. Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. Do you know what? I just popped out to the bathroom. I did you a bath. Know? I had a bath, of course. Yeah, uh, so and you, I, I wasn't going to say anything. I found myself some insignificant sundry items on the walls. Oh, did you? Yeah, insignificant sundry items. You're not alone in doing so that. So insignificant that if they weren't there, the pipes would fall down. That's true. Um, you, you and Ada Fung have something in common. You may not know that. Me and Ada. You and Ada. Hey, Ada Fung, for, for the one listener who isn't uh, familiar with her name... Um, rejoices in the title of the Deputy um, Director of Housing. And she appeared yesterday before this one of these three committees of inquiry into the lead poisoning, which apparently isn't really a problem because, anyway, it could have been, but, you know, um, and anyway, we, we're thinking we, we must find a way of blaming somebody else. Anyway, that, that inquiry. Yeah. And, and, and she uttered these amazing words. She said, oh, well, she said, oh, well, uh, we were worried about pipes bursting. So, you know, this was an insignificant sundry item, this this sort of soldering thing. So you can't well, expect the stuff us... That holds them together. You, you can't mean. expect us to be worrying about that. And then she said, because you love these bureaucrats, she said, oh, and anyway, if it was, it would have been the water supplies. It wasn't us. Yeah, it's Not me. It, but you it was them. It was next door. It wasn't us. Water supplies, horrible. Yeah, but no... Have but, you got their name? Yeah. Water supplies department. But check it out. Those words, insignificant sundry items, are highly likely how that stuff is described in procurement. Yes, but you can, Which means, oh, But yeah. also, it's highly likely it reflects a bureaucratic way of thinking, well, then, yeah. which is, you know... Oh, I say, we've got the big picture here, which is we've just bought, built, you know, 7.9 units of accommodation, which other people call flats or apartments. Yeah. Um, you know, do they house persons? Do they ha- <laughs> well, no, they have unit occupiers, I think. Oh, okay. I think you've got that completely wrong okay. yet again. Um, and um, they, 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 their view is, you know, we, we, we do the big picture, we do the policy. Um, oh, you mean... You mean it's a problem just because the the unit occupiers are getting poisoned? Well, I'm sorry. That's when we were looking at the big picture, we didn't have to think about that. I mean, if anything, what these inquiries, which are, in case anybody's missed the point, are totally useless and a waste of space. What, if anything, what these inquiries are, are proving is what we kind of knew anyway, mm. that, that, that bureaucrats aren't up to their job. And if they are up to their job, they're really up to blaming other people for not doing their job. Yeah. But there's another aspect to this, and, and, and this brings be. in the basic law. <laughs> because I, a little-known clause of the basic law is no matter how big a tragedy in Hong Kong, no matter how big a disaster, there must be a way for one of the tycoons to benefit that's Article 704, in case you, you have... B. B, yes. <laughs> Subclause 2. Of the Annex. Of the Annex. <laughs> and in that it states, as, as I've just, just sort of uh, elaborated, that, that uh, no tycoon should not benefit from a disaster. So it turns out that in this disaster, the tycoon who benefits, and goodness knows he deserves it, is, well, is Lee Cushing. Hard, hard up these days. Apparently, the, 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 the wonderful people at the housing department, or maybe it was the water supplies department, we don't know, because who knows who to blame for anything nowadays, decided to give the exclusive contract for supplying bottled water... To... K.S. Lee, through A.S. Watson's. Now, you may say, well, that's perfectly reasonable. I mean, you know, I mean, after all, it is KSD and he is entitled to earn a shilling and, uh, you know, only only a, a, a curmudgeon would even point this out. Well, here's a curmudgeon pointing this out. 
40 million bucks worth of water, that's shifting a bit of cash. Yeah, not bad. And not much for KS Lee, I'll grant you, because he can rightly say, oh, 40 million, was it so little? How would they... Other chaps may say, that's that's quite a sum of money. That's horrendously huge. How would he have got that gig? Think how many... Well, apparently it's actually... The normal way? Well, it's the normal way, which is... um, It's the normal way, which is, you know... We, 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 we've got to do all this with one contract. No, otherwise, the normal way, Steve. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not going there. Okay. Otherwise, there's lots of pieces of paper to be filled out. But isn't it easier? We'll just give it to one company. Oh, oh, is it owned by Mr Kesley? I, I hadn't noticed A.S. Watson owned by Kesley. Well, let's give it to him. That's the biggest known brand, the best known brand of that stuff in but Hong there's, Kong. There's, there's, there are oh, other... Oh, but that's what they even call it, yes. that water. Yeah. I'm yep. not going to say the name. They yep. always call it da 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 water. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's probably considerably cheaper than other stuff. I'm just assuming. Uh, I, I bet it was on that day. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is it is, it is quite staggering that, that no, um, as I say, no disaster can pass without, in some way, one of the tycoons benefiting from it. Well, of course. And, you know, I, I understand that. And they, they, they need to make a living like everybody else. So only... Somebody who's very small-minded, that would be me, yeah. would point it out. How did they refer to this in all the news things and government blurb? Was it a water-like substance? A water-like substance. I, I, Drugged um, by persons. Consumed uh, by persons. Consumed by persons. This is a liquefied, yeah. um, cleansing, cleansing and nourishing product. But the thing is, Steve, this is not going away. You're talking about... Be, uh, you said had been had gotten poisoned or been poisoned. The fact is, it's it's more like being. Well, that's it's that's, a that's slowly the case eroding thing. Tests have yet to be completely rolled out. And remember that that at every point until there's public pressure, the bureaucrats resist these tests being made. Until you know, it goes they boom. tried to they tried to resist testing of kindergartens. There's one there's one into, one this morning. I'm, ra- I'm this randomly morning. looking and there's another kindergarten. Oh, it's another kindergarten, is it? Well, I think you will find and I don't I'm not mystic Meg in predicting this, but I think you will find that there'll be another housing estate coming up any time now once they get round to testing it. But and they've gone out to buy some insignificant sundry items. Well, you know, <laughs> and, and and to be to be honest, a lot of these public housing estates are not and not occupied by people whose families we know, so it doesn't really matter. Can I just completely change the subject to do a bit you of could, housekeeping? You could. I'm getting several emails here from our listeners, and thank you very much for getting in touch. They're all telling me that the internet stream is dead, and it has been for the last several minutes. Uh, so I'll do what I can because I'm not Paul the Octopus, and I've got to deal with Steve. No, I'll 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 do something. You mean this? This is the the. The whole internet, or, or no, just ours. The, the RTHK? I'll just go and put 50p in the meter. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I just, just make a suggestion? Yeah, pay the bill. Have you noticed, though, that it always goes dead on this programme? Yes, yes. Isn't that... Um, it, you know, if I hmm. wasn't paranoid, hmm. I might become so. Hello, is that McDonald's? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for telling me. I'll, I'll, I'll pass it all along and see if we can get you back online. Sorry, Steve. Oh, well, normal service. For normal time. service. Well, should we talk about something else? Yeah, go Shall on. we talk about the fact that we have a government that keeps telling us that it has no money. Well, it has no money, you know. We, can't, uh, we, can, we, we can build um, big projects, we can build another runway, we can build bridges to nowhere. But, of course, we have no money for helping the elderly, we have no money for improving anything to do with the poverty situation where we have this enormously high poverty level in and Hong Kong. And the big Kong. domestic helper fund. And it's, Well, that, of course, hasn't been used, thank goodness, because otherwise, goodness knows what would happen. But we do have 
oh my god we do have loads and loads and loads of money in the exchange fund oh yeah managed by um oh that's right a friend of cy low um norman what's his face um and norman <laughs> Your attention to detail norman, is quite stunning i know sometimes. i know it's it, it, it's what comes of being a high level whatever yeah um norman what's his face um was forced to admit that in the last quarter yep. get this yep. quarter mm. they managed to lose 63.8 billion dollars. I'm going to repeat that number because it's a very big number. 63.8 billion dollars. Now, I do understand that markets are volatile at the <laughs> that moment. That means he doesn't. Yeah. I do understand that <laughs> stock exchanges haven't been doing well. I do yeah. understand that interest rates are. I understand all of that. But it begs the question, why is all that money sitting there doing nothing? What's it meant 63, to do? Well, it's our reserves. Save it for a rainy day. It's there to shore up the system. Um, page 705 makes that quite clear, in <laughs> case you was wondering. Well, so, was, actually. the fact of the matter is that it, this is a graphic illustration of the stupidity of the government that thinks that the best thing it can do with public resources, and goodness only knows, if these aren't public resources, I don't know what are, is not to use them. Just Just put them in a bank. And can you think how much you could have done by way of poverty alleviation, with $63.8 billion. I mean, over the nine months, the, the loss isn't so horrendous. But the fact of the matter is that it just means there's far too much money sitting there doing nothing. All right, why? We don't know what to do with it? Well, it is... We're the, speculating. It's, it's the bureaucratic imperative if, you know, we, we've got lots of money in the system. I tell you what, if we spend it, Goodness knows, you know, we have to employ so many people to do this, so many people to do that. And then, you know, people will say, oh, let's give it to the poor. And they are just undeserving. So yeah, we'll them. spend quite a lot of it on bridges to nowhere. We'll, we'll, we'll build a third runway because apparently if you don't build a third runway, civilization you know as this? we know it will come crashing down. Well, all I know is, and, and I'm not really, I don't want to claim any expertise, but all I know is that I have never come across ever a government that doesn't say oh if you don't build the new runway things will be kind of okay they always say oh my god you know if there's not a rather runway, they've been saying this in london in heathrow for example oh my god if you don't have another runway there ah oh, britain's tourist industry will collapse we will no longer oh, no be it globally. won't they've got a new wave of tourists well, coming you know the, i will, can assure we will you no longer be globally competitive um, in Hong Kong, they're saying, oh, well, you know, if we don't build a third runway, Hong Kong will no longer be a hub and blah, blah, blah. You know, every time you speak to somebody who actually knows about this, they tell you that there are infinitely many numbers of ways of improving the utilisation of the of the existing infrastructure. Can you just repeat that figure again, please? <laughs> what was it? 60- oh, 63.8 billion. <laughs> Yeah, that's the money that, 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 hey, incidentally... Keep saying that. In, incidentally, um, citizens, that's your money and my money. Um, I think somebody worked it out, that works out something like 8,000 bucks a head. Something like that, yep. So, you know, that's... Um, but, hey, all our listeners are so wealthy that, that, that 
they're happy they to are pay loaded. That. We means test people <laughs> before they're to allowed to, to listen to Radio Three. Yes, yes. Incidentally, if you haven't taken the test, turn off your radio You're now. <laughs> yes. I want to. I want to go to a little email here from Brett, who was one of the people to tell me that the things busted. Um, but he said uh, copper water pipes are soldered with lead containing solder in much of the first world. Quote: Leave it to Hong Kong to cock up something as simple as this. Unquote. Is he referring, by any chance, to uh, an insignificant sundry item? I think he is. Insignificant sundry item. Well, I don't know. I mean, gosh. Um, just because everybody else uses it and it's standard practice, I, I think Brett, Brett should be aware that in Hong Kong we have different standards. If you know that... The people here, we're not afraid of a little bit of lead poisoning. Oh, no. So what is it? I mean, I'm no metallurgist, metolo- metolo- solder expert. I mean, yeah. what, do, you, do you happen to know what it is about this stuff versus what... He's just told me. No. Fair enough. I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to go with the idea that if everybody else uses it, we'll it do works, a different one. Why don't we? Why don't we do the same? Yeah. Well, thanks Doesn't for that. Doesn't seem like rocket science Sorry, to me. Sorry. Uh, di- digress. Back to the runway. Well, back to the runway. All I'm saying is, there may well be a case for a third runway. There oh. may well be a case in London for a fourth runway at Heathrow, etc., etc. But all these apocalyptic predictions of what will happen if they're not built are always made. Always, always made. Because governments have this kind of fetish about runways. I don't know what it is. Governments and runways, they seem to love them. They seem to think that if you don't... You know, my, Jets. Run, my runway's bigger than your runway, well, and I you're thinking, it, oh, well, that's... Okay, it, it could yeah, be something yeah, like... Yeah. i tell you, a slightly different version of what you're saying is very often in Hong Kong, and I thought it was really unkind when somebody would say, um, these fellas need to stop, for instance, filibustering because the Hong Kong people will pay the price. Yeah. You... Well, and that, they've just and that's, paid that's, six, $63.8 billion for the price of existing government so policies. So carry on talking, so boys. Carry on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is a proposal out there, and I've just remembered about this. There is a proposal yeah. for building, in fact, another airport, which, which <laughs> on, on, some, on some... An airport hub. ...ways sounds a bit bonkers, but in other ways um, does make some sense because in, in many ways it's actually cheaper... To build another airport, it could be just for short-haul flights or Lockhart or, or, or Road or Airport. Lockhart Road Airport. There's uh, um, actually there's quite a lot of space. You know that Tamar thing in yeah. front of that. Yeah. You could probably build a little airstrip there. You could. You could and land. Going in um, wonder. <laughs> yes, vertical takeoff planes. Hello. Yep. Um, no, well, maybe anyway. But the point is that apparently, in on ecological grounds, there is quite a case to um, build an airport elsewhere in Hong Kong. What an interesting thought. We'll come back after the news. It's morningbrew at rthk.hk. Thanks for your emails so far. Keep them coming. Two eleven 11 o'clock, still in with Steve Vines. Let's talk about uh, leaked audio and stuff like that, because that's quite fascinating. It is, it is. I mean, the latest on all of this is, as, as uh, listeners will know, is the Hong Kong U applied for a gagging order to stop commercial radio broadcasting the... Um, excerpts from its meeting. This is the infamous meeting at which council members decided not to appoint Johannes Chan as a pro-vice-chancellor. Right. Now, the, 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 and the point is that some of these people who shall remain nameless, but, but let's just give an example of one of them, Arthur Lee, had claimed that he hadn't said various things that Billy Fung, the president of the Hong Kong New Students' Unions, claimed he said during the meeting. The video clip proves that he'd said... Audio. It, audio, sorry, audio clip. 
Is it just audio or is it audio and video? I don't know. But it's anyway, audio. It's, anyway, it's only yeah, audio. Yeah, okay, yeah. fine. Um, sorry about that. Um, the audio clip shows very clearly that he did say he was completely correctly However, quoted. I mean, I totally agree with you, but it is extremely easy to manipulate. I mean, you can't create words, but with digital editing, well, you can really manipulate uh, stuff. You're the expert. I'm not an expert, but I mean, you can make it sound really kosher. In this instance, nobody is accusing the um, whoever has issued this audio clip of, of issuing a doctor clip, they're just yeah. saying they shouldn't have put it out so, there. Oh. Um, but 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 now, I mean, the situation now is is if anything far worse. So you know, all these people were mouthing off in this meeting, saying quite outrageous things, securing the knowledge they thought that nobody outside would know that they were telling all these porkies and and generally talking complete and utter nonsense. They thought, hey. We're we're in a we're we're in a private meeting. We can say anything we like, and uh, nobody else will know. Well, anyway, sorry, boys. But what, what does that say about them to deny it rather than saying I can't comment? Well, now what they're saying is now they've conveniently said, "Oh, that terrible breach of <gasps> breach of trust. This is all terrible." It's funny. One of the papers who's strongest on this line is the South China Morning Post, that gave enormous publicity to Edward Snowden one of the biggest leakers of secrets of all times. I just point that out as a small contradiction. Anyway, let's get back to this story. The story is now that commercial radio, who are well known to have broadcast um, both Arthur Lee's comments and that of another council member, and they've now been issued with this banning order. The University of Hong Kong, hmm. supposed to be a, a, a centre of learning and academic blah, 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 applied for an enormously widespread gagging order. And let me give you an example of what this gagging order allows them to do. If I've dropped a piece of paper... I mean, this is a ridiculous example, but it happens to be true. If I've dropped a piece of paper outside, say, the psychology department, and it creates what what, what, uh, us bureaucrats call a littering incident, and I report that in the newspapers without having an official university statement that a littering incident has taken place outside the psychology department, I could, in theory, be hauled up in front of the court. Now, that's a trivial example, but it does show you the extent of this gagging order. Now, Mm. things have actually got worse because the order was issued against commercial radio, who've decided, for reasons which you can only speculate on, not to contest it, which means that the order will stay forever. Because if it's uncontested, it just sits there. And it means Mm. that forever, people in the public domain, people who are, uh, they're called journalists, I believe, who push things in the public domain, um, are banned from reporting on things that are going on in the Hong Kong University unless they are the subject of an official statement. Yeah. That is quite chilling you know it is i tell you but you've missed out something very important here if you dropped that piece of paper outside the uh, psychology lab the big dish issue here would be what does this tell us about the piece of paper's relationship with its mother <laughs> let's move on well there is that there is that it's true <laughs> but it's quite it's, but i mean yeah. but, but but the the now now you come the other side of this equation is that of course it's out there in the public domain yeah, it is it's all over the net so so you know i mean it it if you say, if you take action, as they have, the Hong Kong U has, against an established journalistic outlet, that leaves out 
my rough estimate is 20 million other. Um, once it's out there, it's out once there. Out there. In other words, once saying. it's out there on this interweb thing, it, it, it's going to go everywhere. And there is also apparently a legal um, a loophole in all of this, is that once something is in the public domain, there is a defence that it's in the public domain, therefore really? it's in the public domain. So I understand, for example, that in this particular instance, the Apple Daily website simply have put put back all these... <laughs> and commercial radio clips. don't want to waste their money. Commercial radio <laughs> saying, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do anything here. Well, you know, anyway, damage done. The damage is done, but the horses... I think, but I know. think the message that is intended to be conveyed by all of this is watch it. You know, we, we, we have we have ways and means of shutting up the media. And that's that's the message that worries me. And that the Hong Kong University should be the leading um, vehicle for driving this message is, is very worrying. I'm just flabbergasted. And I, I understand that, that this was a decision of the council, not of the university's own management. So that when, for example, the vice-chancellor, Peter Matheson, was asked, you know, why the university did it, he very carefully said, oh, this was a decision by the council. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, blame the other bloke. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He should join the government, actually. He'd yeah. be all right. No, but you, you, know, <clears throat> you know this thing about um, it's saying, oi, don't mess with us. <clears throat> Could it also be them saying, we're a bit scared here because the world of the web is huge and even we can't stop this thing well, doing the rounds. Absolutely. I mean, this is the, this is the perennial problem of governments and institutions and people who are doing things that they want to keep quiet. Now, in the old days, you know, for example, you know, the famous, the famous leaking of the Pentagon Papers by Daniel Ellsberg, that actually involved him getting hold of physical scraps yeah, of paper. Picking that, up. That, that was why they were called the Pentagon Papers, in case anybody missed that. And it involved a lengthy, lengthy process to get that into the public domain. Now, it goes from A to B in nanoseconds. It goes out there, it gets out there, and it spreads like wildfire. <clears throat> I mean, the Pentagon Papers were published in the United States in one media outlet, and actually it took quite a while. Mind you, when it, once it got out, it got out. I tell you, it let's took talk, quite let's, a while for all of that to happen. Let's talk about famous tapes leaking. I mean, there's no more famous than, of course, Nixon. Well, but that was the stupidity of Nixon. Yeah, well, of recording course. Recording everything. I mean, he, Paranoia. Bugged, he bugged his own office. I know, well, there you go. Things could be thought, worse. Maybe these guys this, did. Well, well, you know, who uh -huh. knows? Who knows? Who knows what, how all this happened? Honestly, I, I, I don't even have a clue as to how these particular uh, pieces of information got into the public domain. I mean... Pretty easy. With, with the Nixon tapes... There's no ambiguity. He thought his place in history was so enormous that every word that he uttered need to be recorded. Mm. And uh, that was a bit strange. How did that work for him? How you know, did that work? Not too well. Not too well. <laughs> Mind you, some people still maintain he's one of the greatest US presidents there's ever been. Some people do maintain that. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard brilliant. it said. But what kind of person? I mean, bearing in mind, it's, we're talking tapes here, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, the more you know, the weirder, the weirder he sounds, it's frankly. Very weird. What, why would... I wonder... I mean, do you know no, why? No, he had, he had this, this great fixation about his, his, his historical destiny and, oh, you know, that every single, word I, history. every single word I say will be important to future generations because I'm such a great man. Interesting. He, he's, he's also... He, he, I'm sorry to bring this down to a mere local level, but we, we, we seem to have 
people even in the Hong Kong bureaucracy who have these delusions. We've got Carrie Lam popping up at some caritas event saying, oh, you know, there's a place been reserved for me in heaven. Now, come on, come on. Serious? I mean, of course I read it, but... That's what she said. That's what she said. She said there's a place reserved for her in heaven. Well, she's now changing it. But what she said was there's a place reserved for her in heaven because she's had to undergo all this criticism, and if anybody had to undergo that kind of criticism, there must surely be a place reserved for them in heaven. Now, I ain't no Christian, and I'm certainly no theologian, but my understanding is that somebody upstairs decides who has a place in heaven. It's not... You don't nominate yourself for that particular... Uh, we're talking to Article 706 now. Oh, 706, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Subsection. I, this may not be in the basic... Do you think there is things that aren't in the basic law? I think this one's in there. You think it's in there? Fair it's enough. just an odd... Look, straight up, it's an odd thing to say. It's an odd thing to say, and I'm told by people... Who, seriously people who are Christians, that it's it's kind of one of the big no-nos, is that you do not nominate yourself to go to heaven. Yeah, yeah. And it's strange. I mean, Carrie Lam is the number two in the Hong Kong government, and she chooses a public occasion to do this. I don't know. I'm just I'm wondering if they're all losing the plot very big time. It could be that simple. You think it's just plot-losing event? I mean, it could be. It could I could be neither an, confirm nor deny. An, an ongoing plot-losing plot event. Very interesting. All right, we've got a few more minutes here. Uh, I've got an email from Tom, which I'll read whilst Steve is talking. OK. Let's talk, have you got any... Th- Not while I'm talking, surely. No, I will, because it's really <laughs> tough. Have you got any thoughts on this TSA test thing? Uh, well, can, can I first of all say that I think that, that sometimes whole hours pass in Hong Kong schools where children aren't given exams, and they, they presumably are wasted hours. I don't I think it's this. ludicrous. It's honestly. kind of out there, isn't it? I mean, these are very small children. Why? I, I mean, I, I just it horrifies me that the level of testing that goes on in Hong Kong schools. There's a simple answer to this: scrap it. Children are under far too much pressure in Hong Kong schools. Oh, here we go. And and there's questions to be asked about the tests. You know whether the tests truly reflect the ability of the children taking them. Whether it's appropriate to subject children of this age to so much examination. And in fact, you know. The excuses that have been offered for keeping the test going are so ludicrous that they could only have been uttered by, oh, that's right, the people who uttered them, the bureaucrats, who say you've got to have the tests to assess the Why? general level of attainment of the schools. It, it, uh? Uh? So, what does that mean? So the Secretary for Education, Eddie Ng, has said they are, quote, irreplaceable. It doesn't say why here, but that's no, another question. No, why? He's, he, he's why a, are they irreplaceable? He, he, he has yet again proved his considerable worth to the community and his erudition. I mean, teachers are kicking up about this, parents Teach- are kicking up about this. Something is, is not exactly perfect about it. Let's put it mildly. Well, I mean, even I, who have reached a very ancient age, seem to remember that when I went to school, uh, primary school, which in, in Britain means up to the age of 11, we basically did one test which was the 11 plus and that test determined what sort of secondary school you went into 11 plus yeah i mean yeah. that's i was just thinking no but i was just going to say but now the overwhelming evidence has been that that's a too early age to determine it was quite difficult it was quite difficult I'm, past, of course. I, I, i'm past. not going to i'm not going <laughs> to tell anybody on air what, what happened to my results um, but but the fact of the matter is that, that and in fact, it's been scrapped. I, I, well, your I, results. I, 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 send him to the Telegraph. Send him, send him. That's right. But, but the fact of the matter is that there was considerable discussion yeah. over whether, A, it was too young to um, 
determine the entire schooling future of children, which is what it but did. But they did have to... Oh, you mean, you mean they well, don't they leave to a secondary you, school at that age? Which secondary school you went to was, was determined They put a lot of store by it in the order. They put an enormous amount of store by it, and, and it was scrapped, basically because it was considered that it was, it was too early to have such a test. Uh, and in Hong Kong, of course, they Actually, start even earlier. You're quite right. I mean, I think of my mates who went to various grammar schools and technical schools and comprehensives. Well, some of them are absolutely brilliant people now. I mean the comprehensive ones. Brilliant, top-flight people. I went to a comprehensive school. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> but my it's, it's quite are, true. My school was approved, I can tell you. But, um, very good school. Yeah. yeah, it's quite interesting, this one, because it's to, what is it, to see how they're doing kind well, of not, thing. No, the excuse this for the one. test is even more bonkers. It's to see how the schools are doing. It isn't supposed, they keep saying, test it's the, not supposed to test the child's ability. It's supposed to assess the success or otherwise of the school's performance. The bit I don't understand. Which is, which is, I mean, you just think, which idiot sat down and thought this was the way to do this? Yeah, it's rather interesting. But the thing that I didn't quite get was, oh, the children don't have to bone up for it. OK, yeah, just that's, take the that's test. The whole so why point. is everybody saying they really do? Because it's the culture. Because it's too hard. Be- no, no, because it's the culture. Is if you've got a test, the child has to pass it. The, the reason they keep saying Fail you don't with have... pride, No, kids. but the point is... Uh, theoretically, there's no passing and failing of this test. Well, there seems to be, because there's no, a lot no, of... Fear, yeah. Of course, there, the, the, All right, anybody yeah. could have predicted that was the outcome. Mm. But the concept was, oh, no, this is to, uh, um, this is to assess the performance of the school. So if, if a... Scratch if, his head. I know, I know, it's bonkers. If a student, you know, if student number A, in brackets, or sorry, in quotation marks, fails the test, yep. it doesn't mean that they failed the test. It means the school has failed the test. But, of right. course, guess what? The parents and the teachers don't look at it that way. I wonder why. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, that's the first I've heard you say it. So, it's, as I say, Eddie's saying it's, quote, irreplaceable. Irreplaceable, because we've all... Because dot, dot, dot. I mean... Well, it's like, you know, we, we've got to have Form 705 because 705 has been there for many, many years. I mean, if, the, if end you, of end of end of discussion. If this, it, yeah, a man, man's an idiot. So, if the, yeah. if I mean, let's let's. Mike's let, still on here. You know? oh, is it? oh, sorry, <laughs> did I say that? Man's an idiot. Uh, but you know, if it, if we were if we were living in an educational society where young kids weren't really put through the mill, mm. um, that, it might be all right to chuck in a test like what, that. What, what do you mean? Or, or, you mean you don't? You're you're not seriously suggesting that children should do things like go out and play? Are 